Hey guys, welcome to season three of Pursuing Jesus podcast. We've got a little bit of a different setup today. I'm outside. I don't have my mic. We're trying to get our studio uh, up and running, but you know what? Until then, we're going to keep pumping out content, pumping out episodes. And so I'm literally out here in my back porch with my iPhone. Hopefully you can hear me just fine, uh, but we're going to keep this thing rolling. And I thought, what a great way to kick off season three than talking about identity. You know, I run a mentorship group called the Overcomers Group. Uh, last week was our first week. We had 17 people. We doubled in one week. We have 34 now. And we have weekly Zooms. We have a daily Discord chat going on. It's incredible. But our weekly Zoom was last night, and I was talking about identity and just the discussion back and forth between um, the, all of our uh friends that are involved in the mentorship group and myself, it was absolutely incredible. So I'll talk more about that later. But because of that great conversation, I just thought, you know what, let's get into identity to kick off season three. You know, I said this last night, but you never graduate from the basics, right? Like identity is what drives you. Identity is what everything you do comes from. Um, every action that you make, every step that you take, it's motivated by something. And if you don't know your identity as a Christian, then you will surely have some unnecessary and avoidable issues in your life. And so I wanna help you avoid those. I wanna help you prevent walking through a season where you lose yourself or walking through a season where you forget who God is, right? Or your identity in Him, and you begin to live at a low value. I don't want that, you don't want that, so you gotta listen to this episode. I believe it's really gonna help you. Um, first, I got to thank our sponsors. We have some incredible sponsors that literally help our family do this full time. We've got a donor team and we have a couple sponsors for the podcast. First, uh, it's brought to you by Promise Keepers. Now, I'm really excited because in two days, I'm flying up to Brooklyn for our Daring Faith event. So if you're listening to this before December 1st, there is still time for you to come to the event in Brooklyn. You can find out more on the Promise Keepers website or the PK app, which you should really download. Uh, there's devotionals, there's, uh, there's uh, videos, there's Bible plans, there's all kinds of things on there. I'm involved in a lot of that content. Uh, but you could also stream or simulcast the event if you can't be there in person. We have churches across the nation who are doing that. So please check out the PK app. Uh, great things happening over at Promise Keepers. We exist to build up godly men for a better tomorrow. This is also brought to you by Aligned Mortgage. Look, if you're a veteran like me, um, you know that sometimes it's not easy to get a home loan, especially being self-employed. Banks look at you way more strictly. And I have partnered with an incredible organization um, called Aligned Mortgage, and they I've never been treated better in my life. I've owned three homes and one when I was a uh, police officer, one when I was a military officer, and now that I'm a missionary, this organization helped my wife and I get into our home because they don't just look at your numbers. They look at the whole story and they go just miles beyond what the call of duty is to help you get into a house. I mean, I've heard incredible stories where they have gifted a veteran over $10,000 towards his closing costs, just to give you an idea of the kind of people that we're working with. They are a national company. And so listen, if you're a veteran and you need um, information on your VA loan or you want to purchase a home and you need a company that's going to represent you well and it's going to help you, 
you've got to go to alignedmortgage.com. Make sure you ask for Ronnie. That's my friend, and he's really going to hook you up. Finally, we have to thank Military Warrior Support Foundation. Guys, I'm very excited to be partnered with this organization now. This is a new partnership. They give away cars and homes. I'm talking about fully paid off homes to veterans, to disabled veterans, to wounded warriors. They are an incredible organization. They do, uh, well, I should say we now, we do a lot of things with George Strait and just some wonderful people that are truly uh, changing our nation. You know, people say all the time, I wish we took better care of vets. This organization is doing that. So look, you've got to go to militarywarriors.org and throw a couple bucks their way, support the cause. If, if a thousand people, you know, gave a dollar, uh, that's a thousand bucks towards a house. Now imagine if, if people all over the country are doing this, and they are, we could give more and more homes away to people who have fought for our freedom. So I really believe in this. I'm so thankful. Again, militarywarriors.org. Okay, guys, we have to thank our uh, sponsors because if it wasn't for them and if it wasn't for you guys being on our donor team, we wouldn't be able to do any of this. And so I'm so thankful that I get to do this full time now and bring you the word. So we're going to talk about identity. What does it mean? What does identity mean? Maybe you're a new believer. You know, we had a, a, a woman last night on the weekly Zoom and she said, I just got saved. Well, I think I'm saved. I don't even know if I'm born again. But all of this just happened a month ago and I, I gave my life to Jesus and I felt something happened to me and I've been studying the Bible every day. I've been praying every day. I have a new peace. I have a new joy. I just have a different perspective on life. I love God, but I don't even know what does identity even mean? Maybe you're in that situation and you're like, what, what is, I hear this sometimes, identity, identity, what does it mean? I'll tell you right now. You see, the world will try to tell you what your identity is or what it should be. The world will tell you, you've got to go find yourself, right? You, you should be whatever you want to be. And in a sense, you do have the freedom to be who you want to be. But as Christians, we understand that someone made us. Like, how often do you stop and think about that? Somebody made you. And it wasn't your parents. You know, on the earth, naturally, like, obviously, they had something to do with it. But you were created by God. Psalm 139 says you were knitted together in your mother's womb. He saw your unformed body, your unformed frame before you ever came to be. God knew your days before you ever even lived them. He knows a thought before it reaches the tip of your tongue. He knows every hair on your head. He is your creator. And it's so amazing to me that he works through humans to bring that creation earth side by way of reproduction. I think that is so cool. But the first step in identity is recognizing I have a heavenly father. I have a creator. Now follow me here. If I have a creator, then I should go to him to figure out why I was created, right? I think that's a valid question. Why did you make me? Why did you put me here? I'm not ungratefully asking that. I'm genuinely asking that. Maybe you're asking that. God, why am I here? Because you need to find your identity. And you're not going to find it in the world. There's people that say, well, I was born to be a pro athlete. I have a couple of friends that are pro athletes. You know, the average career 
of a pro baller is four years. Now, what happens if you spent your whole life and there's nothing wrong with pursuing professional sports? So don't hear me um, for what I'm not saying, but really listen to the picture that I'm painting. Say that you spend your whole life and your life is all about becoming a pro athlete. Now, say that you you make it through high school, you know, you, you win the state championship, you're the All-American, you make it to college, you win the national championship, your first round draft pick, right? You're amazing. Five games into your career, you get a career-ending injury. Then what? Obviously, there's other things you could do, right? You can coach, you can whatever. But your life was all about becoming a pro athlete, and now that's been taken away from you. So now what is your life all about? See, you're gonna have to, something's gonna have to shift. I remember when I was a cop, I went to a horrible call, I was sharing this last night, of a woman whose uh, child had died, they had been killed. And it was, just, it was super tragic, I mean, it was awful. But what made it even worse was that the woman was there, she's weeping and she said, I was born to be a mom and now my kid is dead. I have no reason to be alive. Now, we can absolutely sympathize with her situation. I mean, that is absolutely horrific to lose a child. But if your purpose on the earth is to be a parent, your child could be taken away from you. There's evil in the world. Accidents happen. I mean, it's just life. People die. And now what is your purpose? Can I tell you that your purpose, your calling, your destiny, your reason for being is higher than something you can do. It's higher than something you can achieve. Like being a parent is noble. I'm a parent of two kids, it's amazing. I was not put on the earth to be a parent. I love to preach, I love to share the word of God. I was not put on the earth to be a preacher. I was put on the earth and the reason that I'm alive and the reason I exist is to be a son of the most high God. That's the goal. To learn that I'm a son and that I have a father in heaven. Are you with me on this? Is this making sense? Your purpose for this earth is to recognize that you are a son or a daughter of the most high God. Now, everything you do from that place, that's your motivation. You're not out in the world trying to find yourself, right? How many people do we know that do that? Oh, I'll move to Hollywood. I'm going to try to find myself in the acting career. Oh, I'm going to go travel the world and try to find myself. I'm going to go out to sea and try to find myself. I'm going to try to climb the, the ladder of politics or business or be an entrepreneur. I'm going to find who I was meant to be. Our language is all wrong. You could say, I'm going to try to find what I'm good at. I'm gonna to try to find what I'm passionate about. I'm gonna to try to find something that gets me excited to wake up in the morning. Because there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having passions and hobbies and skills and careers. But that is not why you are alive. I know I'm talking to someone right now. You can't put your life in something that's temporal, right? Injuries happen, your sports career is over. Business is shut down, you could get laid off. You could think you're alive to be a parent, things can happen to your kids or, or your kids could not like you. I mean, these, do you think these things happen in life? Like parents 
aspire to be the best parents they could be and then their kids go through some issue or something and they, they reject their parents and now you're just this rejected victim of a parent because your kid doesn't want anything to do with you and now you don't even know why you're on the earth. Guys, do, this stuff happens. It's temporal, it's, it's flaky, it doesn't last forever. You have to invest your life as a Christian, and I'm speaking to even non-Christians, you're not gonna find success truly, long-term, or happiness, or joy, or peace, investing in the things of this world. You will always need more, it will always keep you thirsty. You will thirst again and again and again. You might quench your thirst for a period, but you'll need more. That's why the world calls it a rat race, because no one wins. You're constantly just scrapping, trying to get to the next level. But as a Christian, I get to invest my life in something eternal. And it's not a thing, it's a who. It's a person. His name is Jesus. And I find my identity through him. You know, the Bible teaches that I was an enemy of God because of sin. And you are an enemy of God because of sin. But we have been given the right to become children from enemies to sons and daughters. How? Colossians 1.21 tells us that by the blood of Jesus on the cross, by his sacrifice, by his obedience, and, and, and having his flesh be killed, we now have the right to become children of God. And God will take us who were enemies and, and, and Jesus will present us to God, to the Father, as holy, blameless, and righteous if I continue in the faith. Can I encourage you today that that is your identity if you are born again? If you have given your life to Jesus, if you have made him your Lord, Master, and Savior, if you have forsaken the world to follow him, hopped off of that wide road of destruction, gotten yourself onto the narrow path by way of grace through faith in God and his son Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, you're a new creation. The Bible teaches if anyone is in Christ, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. So if you've become new, you should probably figure out what that even means to be new. It means that now you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It means that you're holy in his sight, not because of anything you've done or not done. It means you're righteous in his sight, not because of anything you've done. You couldn't earn it. You couldn't work for it. Neither could I. It means you're blameless as though you have never sinned in your life. We certainly know that that's not possible because we've all sinned. Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But I have sinned even since I've been born again. We all deal with sin. So how in the world could I be blameless? Because the blood of Jesus removes sin entirely. We are blessed because the Bible says that God does not impute. He does not put our sin upon us. But instead, he puts his righteousness on us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now when you wake up in the morning, you don't have to have an identity crisis. You don't have to wonder if God loves you or if God cares about you or, or what God thinks of you. You might wonder these things if you don't have a proper view of who God is and what it means now that his son has come. 
But if you hear what I'm saying and you heed my words, which are the words of the scriptures, and I encourage you, go to the scriptures and read it for yourself. If you heed these words, you will walk in a new confidence. You will not wonder if God loves you because you will speak your identity over yourself every day. You can wake up and say, Father, thank you that you love me today. I don't have to wonder. I know that you love me. You proved it on the cross. Romans 5.8 tells us that God demonstrated his own love toward us. He proved it. He showed us his love in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God has already shown how much he loves you and how much you're worth. You're worth the blood of the most perfect man who's ever lived, the blood of the Son of God. You are worth that. That is what God said. The Bible says in Hebrews 12 too that Jesus chose the cross because of the joy that was set before him. That's you. That's me. Every person on this earth is the joy that was set before Jesus. Why? Because God knew who you were and who you were created to be. God knew the way that you've been or the way that you're even being now, that's not who you are. He knows who he created you to be apart from sin. And he knows that if you give yourself to him, he'll make you into a new creation and you will begin to look like his son, Jesus. And we were all meant to walk this life and look like Jesus Christ. That is something we can't accomplish on our own. We need God to come in and change us because only God has the power to change the human heart. There's no self-help book. There's no medication. There's no therapy you could go to that can change your heart and truly renew your mind. Only God can do it by his spirit. Only the word of God can renew your mind to a place that you've never been before. It's incredible. And so as we wrap up this part one of identity, I want you to understand one thing. You are loved and known and seen by God. Now, what's the takeaway? It means that you don't have to live insecure anymore. You don't have to try to live for the affirmations and acceptance and approval of man. You can live knowing that you've been accepted and affirmed and approved of by God. And guess what? He doesn't just tolerate you. He loves you. He's not like a, you know, a bad boyfriend or girlfriend that you had where you guys were about to break up and you kind of just tolerate each other. That's not God. God is absolutely in love with you. He is excited that you are alive and he wants to be in a relationship with you. If you have given your life to Jesus, he wants to know you even more. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to know the deepest things about you. He wants to make you look like him because the Bible teaches in Genesis that we were created in his image. Sin came in and tainted that image and thanks God, thanks be to God that he has redeemed us back to before sin came into the picture because of Jesus Christ. That's what the cross does. The cross takes us back to the garden before Adam and Eve ever disobeyed and sin entered the world. We can walk with God. We can spend time with God. We can be loved by God. You don't have to go out and try to be loved by the world, earn love, uh, earn affection, earn attention. You don't have to strive anymore. You don't have to be insecure. You don't have to be anxious, wondering if you're in or out. You can know that you're in with God that he's never gonna leave you, he's never gonna forsake you, and that he always hears you 
when you pray. I want to encourage you to check out my book. Uh, it's a devotional. And the reason I'm plugging it right now is because I wrote it specifically to, to uh, really hit on what I'm talking about right now. It is a nine-week devotional designed to teach you how to pray your identity over yourself. And the reason it's nine weeks long is because neuroscientists have figured out that it takes 63 days to reprogram your brain. Well, the Bible tells us we need to reprogram our minds. We need to renew our minds. So what better way to reprogram your brain than with the Word of God? Amen? So you've got to check my devotional out. It's called I Will Always Overcome. It's available on Amazon or on my website, shanewinnings.com. It's only 10 bucks. I can't tell you. Read the reviews for yourself. People are saying, it has helped me learn how to pray. It has helped me see God clearly. It has helped me see myself clearly. I've never felt better. That's because it's not my good idea. It's the Word of God broken up into a quick five-minute daily read. But it's not like another devotional. It activates you and teaches you how to pray. I don't just want you reciting prayers. I want you to learn how to pray so that long after you're done with the devotional and you've stopped watching my videos, you can pray. You can seek God with confidence. So I pray that this episode blessed you. It's only part one. Tomorrow, part two, we're going to get into identity in regards to what happens when bad things happen in my life. How do I not look at God differently? How do I not uh, take my frustration out on God? What do I do if I'm already angry with God? How do I work through that? How do I process that? How do I see God rightly through a trial, right? Is God the one hurting me? Is God the one making me sick? Is God the one bringing trials my way? We're going to hit all of that tomorrow in Identity Part 2. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And listen, if you like this teaching, I do live teaching like this every single week in our mentorship group. And I'm available on that Discord chat every single day. We're texting back and forth. Like I said, we've doubled our group size in one week and we have still uh, continued to add members. I just, before I started this podcast, added another member who signed up. We're up to 35. So if you're interested in joining, send me a DM on Instagram with the word overcomer or you can email me if you don't have Instagram. Email me at overcomerstx at gmail.com. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you could just leave a comment, overcomer. I will respond to every single one, get you info on how to join our mentorship group. We'd love to have you. Guys, thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, review, rate the podcast, right? All of these things help us reach more people. And if this really spoke to you, copy that link and share it with someone. Send it to some friends, send it to your family members, send it to your group, your Bible study. I guarantee you there's someone who needs a refresher in identity, and I believe this will help. God bless you. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow.